stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you. Let's talk about Canada's big banks. And we've got quite the love-hate relationship with Canada's big banks, don't we? We love to grumble about the bank fees we pay. And it seems as though maybe we're paying more and more of them. And it's tough at times to understand why. Are we being nickeled and dimed to death by our banks because their profits keep going up? Back just a few days ago, Royal Bank announced the quarterly profit is up 12%. Uh, they're looking at annual profit of a record $11.5 billion. And they're not alone. CIBC is up this year. TD Bank is up this year. BMO is up this year. Scotiabank is up this year. The banks are having a pretty good year. But wait a sec. That's a good thing, though, isn't it? I mean, how many Canadians work for these banks? Quite a few, for one thing. We saw what can happen in the United States when banks go under. Nothing good. So the fact that Canada's banks are strong or doing well, again, that's a positive. On top of that, we're all investors in these banks in one way or another. I'm sure a lot of you hold shares in some of these banks. By extension, I mean, we all do. The CPP, for example, has a lot invested in Canada's banks. In fact, most pension plans do as well, mutual funds too. So another reason why we want these banks doing well. But is there a point at which they are doing too well? Well, the group Democracy Watch has a petition, over 25,000 signatures so far, uh, calling on the government to further regulate the banking industry. That enough is enough when it comes to profits, and there are some practices that need to be reined in for the benefit of you and I. Because we do need to deal with banks, and does that allow them the ability to gouge us? Joining us on the line is Duff Conacher with the group Democracy Watch. Good afternoon, Duff. Good afternoon. Okay, so how relevant in this conversation then are the profits of these banks? If the profits were smaller or non-existent, would it be a different kind of conversation? Um, well, not necessarily if they were still gouging. That's our point. No, no uh, business has a right to gouge, especially a business providing essential service like banks. And every survey that's been done over the last 20 years has shown that Canadians believe that having a bank account uh, is an essential service. Many believe that even having a credit card is an essential service these days, since you can't rent a car or stay at a hotel without it. Okay, well, let's talk about how we define gouging and whether it's it's possible where there's actual competition. If I decide tomorrow I'm going to sell coffee for $15 a cup, that might sound like gouging, but people have limitless opportunities when it comes to buying a cup of coffee, so I don't think I'd, I'd sell many. So is it your position that the banks are able to get away with gouging? Yes. Not just our position, the former head of the Federal Trade Commission 20 years ago said that a market as concentrated as Canada's is uh, a market that um, means that uh, price regulation is needed because so few companies control such a high percentage of the market. We that, have choices, uh, don't we? Um, we have a limited choice, and again, it's the concentration level. You know, the... the um, the uh, Finance Canada's own report starting this consultation that they're doing now in the banking legislation says that, uh, that the big six control 93% of the market. That's very concentrated. It's one of the highest concentrated levels in the world. And the Federal Trade Commission head, former head, um, 20 years ago said, if you have a market like this, 
then the Federal Trade Commission is the equivalent of our Competition Bureau in Canada. This is the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Said if you have a market like this, you need price regulation. They will be able to drive prices in whatever direction they want, not necessarily active collusion, but just tracking each other and saying, oh, okay, they're not going to cut prices there, so we won't either. And boom, all of a sudden, credit card interest rates stay up at around 20% while the prime lending rate drops down to less than 1%. Why would the credit card interest rates be the same level as it was uh, when, when the interest rate was, the prime lending rate was uh, 8% higher? Why wouldn't credit card interest rates track that down as the prime lending rate has dropped? Because that's the cost of money for banks. So why haven't their prices dropped when the cost of money for them has dropped? Okay. Well, let's talk about what, percentage point. Okay. When we talk about prices then, uh, we're talking about a lot of things. So you mentioned credit card interest rates. That's a big one. Uh, fees are part of that conversation, right? Yep. Now, what, what else then are we talking about here? Uh, well, that covers a lot of interest and fees is, are the basis of their, their making money. So, um, you know, we know also that the banks... Uh, do tied selling. So, and this is not very well known. Um, it's very difficult for the mid-size uh, companies that apply for um, debt from the banks to complain about this because there's only a few places to go to get loans in the country, and those are the banks. And so when they go to the banks and say, we want to issue shares, the banks say, okay, yeah, we'll do that business for you if you also move all your debt over to us, or vice versa. And that's tight selling. It's, it's against the law. But this was part of the reason that mid-sized companies pushed now 17, uh, 18 years ago against the bank mergers, because there are so few places to go for them to get big loans that if there were fewer banks, they would be squeezed even more and be charged even higher fees when they're issuing shares. So they're in that particular market as well, they are essentially hurting the growth of Canadian business by charging a higher rate uh, for money that those businesses need than needs to be charged. And it was not well known, not well reported, only a couple of reports, and the people who were complaining from mid-sized companies weren't doing so publicly because if the banks shut them out, boom, they have no money to operate their business all of a sudden because there's nowhere else to get a loan from except the banks. When it comes to, to fees, and even when it comes to interest rates, credit cards, who should be the arbiter of deciding what is reasonable? Well, an average corporate profit margin is 10 to 15%. So the Auditor General should go in and just do a report revealing what the profit margin is for uh, the various divisions of the banks. And that report alone would lower, lower prices because I know for sure because an insider has told me, they're gouging on credit card interest rates. But what they, does that mean? What do you mean? Well, they're, they're making like 100 to 200% profit margin. On some of their fees, they're gouging as well. A, a, an economist from Queen's University, uh, um, Lawrence Booth, has estimated that when you use another bank's machine, which they charge a dollar to $2 for, it costs them 20 cents. Well, that's uh, a uh, 500% to to uh, 1,000% profit margin when you're charging $2 for something that costs you 20%. Let me ask 20, you... 20 cents. Okay. Let me ask so you... Is that, should that be allowed? No, that shouldn't be allowed, and the only way to stop it is to have an audit done that's an independent audit. The Auditor General is independent in most people's eyes, so let's send in the Auditor General. 
And then just have a disclosure. We, we can talk about price regulation after. Let's just start with disclosure, because the banks do not disclose their profit margins for these divisions. Right, but they disclose their profits. They, do, they disclose their profits writ large. They do not disclose their profit margins for various divisions. And so if some of their divisions are getting huge profits from gouging, doesn't the public have a right to know that? Don't shareholders have a right to know that? Because shareholders want to predict, should we be invested in bank shares? Maybe they're, they're where they're really making a lot of their profit is an area where they're going to lose a ton of money in the next year because of something happening. But they can't even make that informed decision because the, the rules for accounting uh, for, for the banks and other big companies in terms of how they have to report their profits allow them to really hide the source of their profits. When it comes to credit card interest rates, um, obviously, if people are paying their credit card balance each month, they're not paying interest rates, obviously, as well. People can get a lower rate uh, through a different kind of loan or a line of and credit to people, pay off that debt, right? Can. So some it, people can. Right. And so there, there's an inherent risk in loaning money to that, that subset, isn't there? Uh, yeah, let's just see what the risk is and the profit margin. Just Let's start with sunshine. Sunshine is a good disinfectant against gouging and abuse. It, it works for government when we actually have effective transparency, which we don't really okay. across the country. But, 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 but why not for big businesses that, that uh, control the market, 93% of the market, just a few companies? An anti-competitive market, according to the former Federal Trade Commission head. If we're going to mandate that the banks have lower interest rates for potentially risky loans, are we asking for trouble? Um, not if they're making a gouging level of profit from that, but they don't need to cover any risks, right? Risks have a certain level of cost. Let's and know what, what the costs are. Well, no, from the audit. They don't disclose that. They don't disclose that now. But this has been for 20 years. The, the banks testified 20 years ago. They refused to disclose all these figures. We know that if someone applies for a lower-cost credit card, which some of the banks have, or a line of credit, that they turn away more than half of those people. That's all we know. Why do they turn them away? We don't know. They may be arbitrarily just turning people away, first of all, denying credit to people who are creditworthy, or denying them credit at a lower rate, even though they are worthy of having the credit at a lower we- uh, right, but those rate. But people can go to another bank. Right? They can go and to another so, bank who will say the same thing. Okay. And are you suggesting that that's by design? That they're, they're collaborating they're collaborating to deny loans to people so that they can push people to higher interest loans? What we know is, according to the former chair of the Federal Trade Commission and most economists that look at the market, is that the banks can charge a higher rate than they would be allowed to charge if it was a competitive market. And it's not a competitive market because the big six control 93% of the market. That's what we know. So let's start with disclosure. And I think we are going to find very clearly huge levels of gouging with a lot of the fees and a lot of the interest rates. And then the banks can defend it and say, oh, well, we need that for because of risk or whatever. But they're going to have to show why in their cost structure they need it. They can't just make that claim, which they can now. So why should a company have a right to gouge with secret information that they claim proves they need to be able to gouge? It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I don't think it makes sense to most people. Let's, so let's start with the disclosure and go from there. Would we you? also need, because who pays for all the bank's advocacy to stop these kind of requirements? Consumers. 
We pay all the costs of their lawyers, their lobbyists, their political donations, their whining and dining of politicians and government officials across the country. And all we want is the government to require the banks, when they send out an email to their customers, and when they send out uh, a mailing to their customers, to at the top of the email include a notice that says, join the Financial Consumer Organization of Canada, which will be a group that will help you when you have a problem with the banks and also advocate for your interests. Banks could do that at no cost. And everyone who is a bank customer would receive that note. And if just 1% joined, it would have 300,000 members, and at, at $20 to $30 uh, each would have a, a $6 million to $9 million budget, and that would level the playing field much more and give consumers a place to call when they have a problem from bank abuse. A financial consumer organization? Yes. And would that be uh, overseen by the government? Yeah, the government would establish it uh, by passing a law and setting out the requirements of accountability for that organization. And it would have to be democratically structured with a board elected from uh, and by its members and would just level the playing field. Again, consumers pay all the costs of all the advocacy that the banks do, pushing their interests in the marketplace and with government. And we're not asking uh, the government to require the banks to pay for a consumer group, just facilitate at no cost to the banks at all, facilitate creating this group that uh, would be there for, for uh, consumers to call on when they have a problem with the banks and, and would represent their interests. A House committee, a Senate committee, and also the government's own task force recommended this back in 1998, and Paul Martin didn't do it. He protected the banks uh, from this key piece of accountability and left consumers on their own to continue to be gouged and abused by Canada's big banks, as they have been for the last 20 years because of his refusal to implement what a House committee, a Senate committee, and his own task force recommended. All right. We'll definitely leave it there. More at democracywatch.ca. Appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks for this. Thank you. Bye for now. All right. Duff Conacher, uh, co-founder of Democracy Watch, democracywatch.ca. So do you feel as though you're being gouged by your bank? Do the interest rates you pay, the fees that you pay, are they justifiable? Or are they nickel and diming us to death? Would you like to see the government step in and say, look, enough is enough? Sure, you can make some profit, but this is excessive. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.